You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriots. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love And hello, everybody. How are you doing? Today is a special theological discussion day here on Live from America. And you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America in the live free or die state of New Hampshire. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to do this Uh Five days a week and sometimes even on the weekends. Sometimes even on the weekends. Look, guys, we spend every single day here putting our political, our political feel, our, our, our political spectrum, our, our political environment, uh, everything that we talk about every single day has to do with something political. And I thought about that and I said, you know, it would be nice once in a while, just once in a while, if that same pedestal that we put politics up on we put God up on that pedestal for an hour. We put God up there for an hour, and we talk about the way Christianity is today, the problems that Christianity has today, the, the great achievements that Christianity is doing all over the world today. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, I think we need to, take, uh, we need to put everything um, uh, to the side for a second. And put God in the forefront of things. After all, ladies and gentlemen, it's his name that is holy above all names. It is his mercy and blessings that allow us to be here doing this to begin with. So today, I'm going to have my very special friend, uh, Pastor Tim Frisch, join us on Live from America today. We have a lot of very 
uh, interesting topics, and and some of them actually do inter uh, intertwine with our political uh, our political world today and what's going on in some countries as it relates to uh, you know the global community trying to once again take Jesus out of everything, once again remove God out of everything. So for all those that are here watching today on social media and on Real America's Voice or wherever you you choose to get uh, your fix of Life from America, I want to thank you and I want to let you know now that this will be a more uh, more in-depth discussion as it relates to our faith, as it relates to Jesus, as it relates to where we are in this world today. And again, we're going to be um, we're going to be uh, joined uh, and 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 we're we're so blessed to have Pastor Tim Frisch. Uh, come on the show today because uh, our discussions, uh, his and mine discussions, when we have lunches together, when we when we talk on the phone, they're very, very, I mean, by the time we're done our conversations, one of us is walking away in tears and, and praising God that we had that, that uh, opportunity to have that conversation. Okay. Um, yes, today you will be able to, uh, to ask questions. Um, I'll be able to monitor certain social media platforms, take questions from some of you. And, um, you know, but today's we're going to be focusing on a few things. Number one, we're going to be focusing on this bill in Canada, C4, which would be an absolute eradication of how you're supposed to minister and how you're supposed to spread the gospel um, from the directive of Jesus. And it's just a it's a clever it's a clever way for uh, for non-believers in the global community uh, to to just chip away even more. But this time, it's not just a chip. It's a big bite. It's a big bite. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about money and why our default, as a, as a, as a species, humans, we know it's sin, but why does our default mode always go towards money? Why is why why are we always thinking about money? We're going to talk about the money, the being the root of all evil, and uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about um, uh, pastors and um, the uh, you, you know a lot of churches uh, they don't want a woman to pastor their church, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that today and how it relates to today's society. So we got a lot of stuff to go through. I'm very, very, very excited uh, to have this kind of a show uh, once in a while. And I know I realize that some people are like, hey, I'm just here for the politics. And that's okay. That's okay if you're just here for the politics. It's, that's extremely okay. And uh, there's going to be, you know, another 10 shows after this one that has nothing to do uh, with anything. But, I mean, it has everything to do with politics and nothing to do with anything else. Uh, but today we're going we're gonna to put God up on a pedestal. So having said that, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord right now. Uh, Before we go and uh, bring in our guest today, let's go to the Lord and let's read from Jesus Calling. It's one of my favorite books to read every single day, one of my my favorite books to read from, I should say, uh, every single day. It keeps me in focus, it keeps me uh, centered, it keeps me aligned, and um, I I suggest for you new Christians out there, this is a really good book to get you uh, familiar with the Word and closer to the Gospel. It really points you right where to go. So then you can grab that, that uh, wonderful B-I-B-L-E, you can grab it yourself, and you can go to these verses that it directs you to. And it's really great. It really is a nice, um, it really is a nice uh, a guide, I should say, for new Christians. And then for those who've been uh, walking with the Lord for a long time, it's just a nice, refreshing, beautiful thing to read every single day, whether it's morning or night, to put a smile on your face. So let's go ahead and do that now. <clears throat> Worship me only. Whatever occupies your mind, the most becomes your God. Worries 
if indulged, develop into idols. Anxiety gains a life of its own, parasitically infesting your mind and your body. Break free from this bondage by affirming your trust in me and refreshing yourself in my presence. What goes on in your mind is invisible, undetectable to other people, but I read your thoughts continually, searching for evidence of trust in me. I rejoice when your mind turns towards me. Guard your thoughts diligently. Good thought choices will keep you close to me. Now, the Bible verses that this is referencing, ladies and gentlemen, is Psalm 112.7 and 1 Corinthians 13.11. Also, you can go to Psalm 139.23 and 24. And, and that's what I love about the, the Jesus Calling book is it really, it, it talks about something that you can relate to right away in your life right? And then it points to where you can go in the Bible to read where that came from. And then from there, you can go down the rabbit hole of reading that verse in context to find out who it's about, what time period it was set in, who God was saying it to. And then you start really becoming familiar with the word of God. It's truly a blessing and and, and an amazing, amazing uh, way to, uh, to bring people to to the book for the first time. Some people are afraid to go to the Bible. Some people are afraid. It's it's very daunting to open up that big, huge book and look at all those words and look at some of the ways that people spoke. And, you, and for a new Christian, they're just like, whoa, 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 I'm overwhelmed. I've seen it time and time and time again. Just completely overwhelmed. Now, I want to read um, a couple more verses for you before we bring in our guest today. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7. For it is the God who command light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of all of us. So we have this thing on this earth called money. And I would say a good majority of the people that you know, work with, talk to every day, they are, are focused on money, securing their future financially, having enough money in the bank for rainy days, having enough money in the bank for when things go wrong. And then there's the other class, which is the class that most of us grew up in, which is just struggling paycheck to paycheck, trying to even hope to one day get a, ch- a savings account, hope one day to be able to pay your bills, put a little bit of money away and still have a little bit of extra for some entertainment that week. Maybe it's cheap. Maybe you're going to skimp. Maybe you're going to go bowling. Heck, some people don't even have the money to be able to go out and do things with their family and they just live paycheck to paycheck. A majority of my life I did that. And then I climbed out of that and I started making a lot of money. And then I said, you know what? It's, I was having the same problems, if not more. And I was still living paycheck to paycheck. And I realized it's not about the money. You know what I mean? Of course, all of us need money to live. I get it. But it's the way people look at money. It's the way they just put themselves, you know, hand in hand with it, almost married to it. That's really the problem. And that's the root of all evil. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But it says that all the treasures in the world are not in your wallet. All the treasures in the world are not in your pocketbook. All the treasures in the world are in the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. And when I tell you, there's a story I'm going to tell you today 
that Pastor Frisch is aware of. We've talked about it. And this story is, the heart of this story is about the love of, pe- of money that people uh, uh, see in everything. It's really, after you hear the story, you're going to be like, wow, what, what an incredible story that was. All right, also, Colossians 1.27. To them God has chosen to make among, are known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Um, one thing that I enjoy about doing this show, folks, and again, this is for those who are just joining in, this is not going to be a political show today. This is strictly going to be a theological discussion day here on Live from America. We're really going to get into the Lord. We're going to break down some, some, some things that are happening in society today and how we as Christians are supposed to look at that, how we're supposed to navigate through it. Um, but what I really enjoy about this job is that the amount of mail that I get, or emails, or whatever it is, however people correspond to Live from America, um, I hear some of the most incredible stories, the the most incredible testimonies, the most incredible acts of faith, and I see people who are, are down at their worst and need help. And it's part of the reason why we decided to build what we call a slurp fund, because we slurp coffee, uh, but really it's a slush fund here on Live from America. And last year... We raised $20,000. Now, again, money's the root of all evil, but money doesn't have to be the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. But we raised $20,000 of money, and we decided instead of using it as the root of all evil, we used it for good, and we helped so many people last year as a family, as a group, as a group of people, as a group of God-fearing, God-loving Christians. We helped so many. And this year, we're already on our way to blow that $20,000 out of the water. Blow it out of the water, folks. And that, if you're going to use it that way, it's incredible. But if you're going to use it for anything selfishly or you look at it as, oh, what can I store away? What can I, what can I stash away? That's when it starts getting dangerous, very dangerous. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, ladies and gentlemen. If you are wearing a hat, I don't care where you are in the world. I don't care what time it is. Please give this honor to God right now because this is God's portion of the show. And we honor him and we give him the glory because it's his name that is above all of ours. And it's by his grace and mercy today that we can only do, that we can do all of this. So why not give him a full hour once in a while? Not give God that glory once in a while. We should be doing it a lot more. But anyway, please remove your hat and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And you know what's crazy about that, too, is even newcomers to the show, mostly on Real America's Voice News, if a commercial comes a little early and we don't get to do the Lord's Prayer, ain't nobody happy. So let's always remember that, okay? Real America's Voice, (laughs) let's always remember that. We keep that Lord's Prayer in there no matter what. If we got to go to a commercial, we cut off another point. And speaking of that, speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a quick break here real quick. And we'll be right back right after this with our guest, Pastor Tim Frisch. Stay tuned. 
Okay, live from America, family. We're here today. How you doing? It's good to see you all. It's I know it's a rare Sunday show, um, but uh, every other Friday when we don't uh, um, we ha- we don't have a night show on every other Friday. So obviously, it's uh, the next best thing is to do a, a Sunday show that day. And Pastor Tim Frisch and I have been talking about this for quite some time now, and uh, talking about the importance of 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 needing to do it. And and so we figured the best times to do it uh, would be. Why not Sundays, right? And uh, and and um, especially on the weeks where you're not getting the full, you know, ten shows for that week, it just seemed it just seemed like the smart thing to do. But then on top of that, it was like, well, why aren't we giving more? You know, especially me. Like Tim does uh, a channel where he devotes, you know, all of it to the Lord. Of course, mine is a little different. It's it's a mixture of 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 the Lord and politics. And I know some people are here for just politics. I get it, but. Even on the political shows, I'm going to start dedicating an, a, a show to the Lord here and there because it's so important that we recognize and realize why we're here to begin with. I mean, we would have none of this stuff. We would have, I would not have this microphone, not have this opportunity. We'd not have this technology. We would not have this kind of, a, of an opportunity if it wasn't for that kind of a blessing and gift to begin with. And it's like you see all these news shows and, 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 and yet they claim to be, you know, Christians. You see them wearing crosses on their show, which is great. I'm not here to, in, in any way, shape, or form, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not here to uh, uh, say that they're not Christian or anything. I would just think it'd be nice to see some of these people with big platforms stand up for God once in a while, you know? Um, I was talking about running for state rep um, here in this year um, in New Hampshire, and someone said, well, they were working. We were working on like a campaign design, and somebody said to me, "They said, uh, um, well, what do you, what do you, what do you want your, you know, your campaign signs to look like?" And I said, "You know what I think?" And they're like, "What?" And I said, "I think I want to go with something like that flag and that cross that's behind me." You know, and and they said, "Well, you can't do that because you're just gonna, you know, you're gonna spark a bunch of conversation, you get a bunch of negativity, and you're gonna alienate half the people." And I said, "Good, that's exactly what I'm here to do." So I think that's what we're gonna put God on full display. And if hey, if I win, all glory to God. If I lose, it wasn't the plan anyway. And at least I had some fun doing it and promoted God while I was doing it. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be pretty exciting to see how that takes place and how that goes. Um, but I'm not gonna do the, the campaign any different than I do this show. It's going to be brash. It's going to be bold. It's going to be armor of God. It's going to be, you know, uh, trying to turn people away from bad ways of life and uh, and learning from them so that I don't fall down those bad, you know, paths again. Um, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's come back from this uh, fake commercial break that we're taking right now. <laughs> Obviously, this is recording for Real America's Voice News for future for when I'm gone. I just figured, hey, why not uh, kill two birds with one stone? We'll do a live show today for everybody here, and then we'll record it at the same time for when I'm gone um, uh, from two weeks from now. So uh, let's come back from this break. We'll bring in our guest, and uh, we'll get to we'll get to talking about uh, about the Lord and about about uh, some things that are happening right now in this world that are really, really important and a lot of people need to know about. So, all right. Welcome back here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America, and I am Jeremy Harrell from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. And today, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, we're giving the whole hour to the Lord. That's right. We're having theological discussion today, and uh, we're putting God up on that pedestal for this hour. So uh, having said that, let me bring in uh, my guest for the day. Uh, It is Pastor Tim Frisch. You guys have seen him before. You guys have heard him before. He has a YouTube channel called A Frisch 
Perspective. That's F-R-I-S-C-H. And him and I just have some really wonderful, uh, there it is right there. Him and I have some really wonderful conversation. Tim, thank you for joining in again. Here we are again, my friend, here on Live from America. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. It is so good to be with you. I know uh, we were planning to actually be in studio together, but this is the second best thing. I'm glad I can talk to you this way. And you know, that's the great, that's that's the great blessings of God being able to have this opportunity to do this. You know, when, when one thing, when one door closes, another door opens. That's what, that's the way I'm, I look at life now. And boy, you and I really had some good discussion the other day, even though it was only for an hour, we had some lunch together. We had some good discussion. We really, I think we, we kind of, uh, I, I think we need that sometimes. You know what? I, th- I think you and I uh, and everybody need to have those sit downs where your discussions are faith based and faith based on, and you know, outside of church, outside of the structure, right? Just going out, having some lunch, and talking about God and life and and society and our children and and what we see happening and and uh, you know how to how to act as a Christian in today's world. And really what a thing that you and I have been talking about is this bill in, in Canada, which is C4. And that would take a huge, huge chunk out of, out of Christianity itself. I mean, the very base of Christianity, being able to be there for people, reach out and guide people to the word of God and let them know, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, sin is it, it, they're, they're in. Some people don't even realize the sin, sinful life they live in. Um, let's, let's start today off talking about that, uh, Tim, talking about C4 and, uh, you're more knowledgeable about that bill than I am. And, uh, I I think I'll let you take the, take the reins here and really let the people know what it is and become familiar with it. Well, one of the things that is really amazing about this bill and it's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's not a good thing. It, it talks about conversion therapy but it defines conversion therapy as a practice treatment or service designed to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual, change a person's gender identity to cisgender, change a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned to the person at birth, repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior, repress a person's non-cisgender identity, or repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned to the person at birth. So in reading that, the the problem is that conversion therapy, if most people hear that, they think you're talking about something very specific, really like, you know, almost this image of like hooking someone up to, to shock treatment and trying to change them against their will. But when you read that definition, from Bill C-4 in Canada, what you're really seeing there is it's any effort whatsoever to try to change a person's sexual orientation, even voluntarily. So like someone just says, hey, I don't like this. I want to change. Or in the context of us as Christians, someone becomes a Christian and maybe they're saying, hey, I really believe that God wants me to express my sexuality in the way that fits the the biology that he has created me from the time of birth. And so that bill is making it potentially criminal to help someone to in any way change, even if it's their will to do so. Uh, So that's a big thing right there. And, you know, on top of that, even promoting it in any way. So, so Tim, that bill is saying it's possible. It's, it's possible that it's criminal to even promote it. So, 
so you're saying even if it's voluntary, so so you're saying that if if somebody in Canada um, lives a a homosexual life, a bisexual life, a transgender, you know, whatever it is in that LGBTQ, you know, uh, community, and they say, hey, you know what, I, I don't know, I want, I, I kind of want to talk to somebody, I kind of want to. I kind of want to maybe talk to somebody about this lifestyle I'm living. And they go and they speak to, let's say, a pastor about it or something. Uh, if Now, are you saying, can somebody report that? Or would they, or how, I mean, how would they even know? Even You know what I'm saying? I, I know you use the word voluntary, so that's why I was wondering. Yeah. Well, obviously, at the beginning right now, the, 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 you know, what people are saying is that churches are going to be protected. You know, pastors don't have anything to worry about. But if you actually read the bill itself and the way that it defines conversion therapy and the way that it talks about promoting conversion therapy, it really does people, it does put people in a legally vulnerable situation. Because if you were counseling someone in a Christian ministry, what they're talking about there could really put you under the umbrella of conversion therapy. And wow. so it's just a matter of, yeah, I guess someone reporting you and saying, hey, you know what they're doing? You know, that person's giving counsel to this person and it is under the umbrella of conversion therapy as, divined by, as def defined by Bill C-4. So that's my concern, not where the bill is right now uh, or, or where things are at right now, but because of this bill, where that will put things in the coming years. And I even know someone in Canada who is a pretty, you know, laid back person. You know, he, he's not like someone who's uh, worried about everything all the time, but he said this bill really does put Christians in a vulnerable situation. And he was shocked at how broadly they, de they define conversion therapy. Well, that's what you're getting into, Tim. You're getting into changing the definition of words, you know, and we know yeah. all too well they're doing that. They've been doing that here in America for quite some time and, and around the world, you know, they're changing the definition of racist. Nowadays, even even saying the word Indian, like saying cowboy and Indians is in a lot of places, that's racist. You know, they'll say it's racist. You know, when I when you and I grew up, racist meant something very different. They changed the word bigot. They changed you don't even hear the word prejudice anymore. You know what I mean? Now and now if I will say that there's probably a world full of prejudiced people prejudging others, but not in a in a context of skin color. And you know what I mean? I'm sure that exists, but I, I would say the world's full of prejudged, uh, pre prejudiced people who prejudge everything. Um, but they, they, that word isn't even used anymore. It's racist. It's bigot. And now you're, now you're saying they're change, They're using these very careful words to say, well, of course, nobody's going out there and forcing anybody to not be gay and accept Jesus into their life. You know what I mean? You would expect if there was a group of people out there, you know, 100,000 you know, Christians out there forcing people to become Christians, then you would think a bill like this would would come up, you know, but that's obviously as a, as not happening. Of, as a matter of fact, uh, pastors who have heard of, of people forcing others and and being, you know, militant about that, they, they have said, look, that's fine if, if the government wants to protect people against abusive measures, that's totally fine. And I'm in agreement with that too. Like, yeah, we should protect people. But when you redefine words, just like you're talking about there, when you redefine words so that even when you're trying to do something in a very loving, compassionate, and honestly, cooperative way, 
This this is a person who wants who's coming to you saying, I want to make some changes. Mm. This bill is putting you now in a legally vulnerable situation. What are you supposed to say? I can't help you because the law is telling me that I'm doing something well, illegal. Well, Tim, that's what they want. That's what they hope. It's kind of like this, you know, and, and I don't mean to bring, you know, political and coronavirus into this, but, you know, uh, the president knew very, very likely that it wasn't constitutional to force a whole country uh, to make everybody get mandate, you know, to, to work, uh, to be able yeah. to go. To, he knew that it wasn't going to happen, but he knew that in that time period, enough people would be afraid that it could happen that they're just going to force, you know, their employees to take the jab. And then by the time the Supreme Court shot it down, everybody took took the shot anyway. And it's kind of reminds me of this. It's like, OK, let's instill the fear out there. Obviously, we know this isn't going to this bill isn't going to, you know, do exactly what they want it to do. But if they can get that fear out there of, hey, a, a pastor says, look, I, I'd like to I'd love to. I'd love to be able to minister to you, to pastor you, to, to show you a, 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 an, an alternative way of life that will lead to Jesus. They might be too afraid to even, they, they might not even touch it. Even though they want to, they might not want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Well, what's good is like what we saw with the, uh, with the uh, vaccine mandate situation, even up in Canada. I'm sure you've heard, we've even talking about the convoy all the trucks and everything Amen. standing for freedom. Amen. Well, pastors are doing the same thing with this bill. And a couple of weeks ago, pastors all over Canada and even in the United States, and our pastor was one of them, uh, James Coates, Pastor James Coates, kind of sounded the, the message out to get people involved to, to preach on biblical sexuality, to make a statement that even if the government is going to try to redefine words, we're still going to preach the Bible. Amen. And so James Coates did that. He called on others to do that. And many pastors stood. So what we're seeing is actually a resistance yeah. and, and people saying, look, you, you can, st- you can tell us you're, you're, you're going to start to move in this direction, but we're going to stand our ground. We're going to stand for what we believe in. Well, you know, um, when I was, Last year when I was going out on the road heavy, you know, once, twice a month, getting out on the road, being on that bus, meeting everybody, we were doing a lot of our events in churches. And, uh, you know, you know how I come off. I come off very, you know, sometimes people think I'm angry and I'm not. Sometimes people think I'm being rude and I'm not. (laughs) You know what I mean? I didn't think I was anyway. Um, But when we would go to these churches, I would stand up there and when I'd have the microphone in my hand, I would say, the problem is with with where we're at in this world and society today is that we as church, as the church, as the body of church, we allowed this to happen. We allowed God to be taken out of everything. We allowed the, the family to stop eating at the dinner table. We allowed it to happen because the, 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 you know, the governments and, and groups and large funded, uh, very large funded groups were able year after year after year to make the Christians feel like if they even you know, pronounced their faith or said, Hey, this is the wrong way of living that they would just demonize them and demonize them. And then I, you know, and I was out there saying, you churches need to stand up, stop worrying about your 501 C three. And I know it's a lot more complicated than that. You know what I mean? I get it. I, I've talked to pastors that are in this same, this same boat. I, I'm, I'm not going to say who it was, but I talked to a pastor that you and I both know. And, uh, lately, and he said that he wanted to speak on, you know, this transgenderism thing. And he says, I, I, I'm torn because I don't want to, 
I want to say what I want to say about it, but at the same time, I don't want it to offend a lot of people. And I get where he was coming from. And, and you know, a year ago, I, I would have said, well, who cares? Stop, stop being afraid and be strong for the Lord. But now I'm starting to realize as we're talking about it and conversation, it's, it's not as easy. And now we have an uphill battle as, as a church, I think, to get us, you know, to get us back to being able to have a seat at the table. It seems like we haven't had a seat at the table as a body in a long time. And I think we're starting to, I think it's starting to happen again. Yeah. And, and, you know, I do believe that when it comes to these things, you pointed out two sides of it. On one hand, Paul actually said in Romans chapter one, verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed for it is the power of God to salvation. And we do have to make sure we get back to that as Christians. People are going to try to shame us. We don't have anything to be ashamed about. Amen. Right. I mean, look at what Jesus did. Look at, look at who he was. Why would we be ashamed of him? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and, and, and the world tried to sheep, uh, tried to heap shame on Jesus, but he had nothing to be ashamed of. So neither should we as his followers, That's but the right. Bible also says that we speak the truth in love and our words should be seasoned with grace. Mm. So the aim of our words should be to bring grace. Now that that doesn't mean we don't speak truth. Like we do speak the truth. Right. But our aim is to bring grace to people. Right. To to love them, to help them, to point them to what is good, what is right, and what is ultimately for their well-being. Right. So yeah, I mean, those are the, the sides we have to keep in mind. But um, yeah, we 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 have an opportunity. We have an opportunity, that's for sure. Well, let's uh let's let's actually stop it right there for a minute. Let's take a break real quick. Um Got to have commercial breaks on Real America's Voice News, unfortunately. So we'll take a break. We'll come back in a few minutes, and we'll get more into this. Now I want to dig into, when we come back, folks, I want to dig into the root of all evil, which is money, and how so many many people's default uh, uh, everything goes back to that. And we'll talk about that and much more with Pastor Frisch right after this. Stay tuned. Welcome to Real America's Voice, a news platform of the 21st century. With over 25 years of experience in the advertising industry and the deployment of multiple television networks, Weather Nation, The Pursuit Channel, ICTV, and Real America's Voice, just to mention a few. Our team created a platform that combines all broadcast mediums, radio, podcast, television, social media, and OTT into a single destination for all your broadcasting needs. Real America's Voice is just that, a cutting edge platform created to make America great again. We discovered that our technology combined with experience and gifted on-air talent, the uncensored, undaunted Real America's Voice quickly became an industry disruptor all part of the Real America Voice family. You got the War Room. You got John Solomon's team. We're getting into television business with a great partner, Real America's Voice, one of the fast rising digital television networks in America. And you've got National Pulse. It's Real America's Voice that's driving the conversation. Prepare to take control on how you get your news. Real America's Voice on Roku, Pluto TV, Dish Network, Fire TV, Apple TV, iOS, Android, and all smart devices. 
Real America's Voice is a news platform dedicated to keeping people informed, educated, and entertained on a wide range of perspectives that you won't find elsewhere in today's media landscape. Socially driven broadcasts delivering news, live events, and consumer generated content. Headlines from here in the US and around the globe. Engaging viewers in real conversations through a collaborative approach all across America. Honest journalism, trusted reporters, no hidden agendas. And welcome back to our special election night coverage right here on Real America's Voice. And there may even be statewide races for the presidency of the United States that get called incorrectly. We're not doing that here. We're not doing that here on Real America's Voice. Real news, honest views, Real America's Voice. Welcome back to Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. Real news and honest views on Real America's Voice News. But not only that, folks, we have a news station that is filled, filled with people who are God-fearing, God-loving Christians, and it's an honor to be a partner with them. And today, folks, uh, we are having, we're going to further our our theological discussion here uh, with Pastor Tim Frisch, um, talk about uh, things that are happening in society today, uh, what we can do about it what we should do about it, and what we can do about it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Pastor Tim Frisch. So, Tim, I want to talk about um, uh, the love of money, the root of all evil. And we we talked a little bit about this the other day. But I'd like to just read a little bit for you before we we get into that. And it says, Express love by your actions. 1 John 3, 13 through 19. And it says, But who's... But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutting up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? And I want to read this quick pass or this quick uh, paragraph after that. It says we live in an area with one of the richest deposits of gold in the world. It is estimated that there is still twice as much gold in the ground as was ever mined. We have a huge gold mine operation today. This has caused many people to try their hand at prospecting with the hope of striking it rich. But Tim, I would say that people like you and I have already struck it rich. I would say people like you and I don't have to go back break into the ground and try to uh, you know, fight each other over the smallest little lumps of gold to try to, be, have, to ha- try to have some riches to go out there and buy all this materialistic stuff. I am more happy and more full, even though I'm making less than I have before, than I've ever been in the grace and the light of God. And we had a discussion the other day where we talked about people's default going right to money and everybody chase. Look how many people are, how many TV shows, Tim, are there of somebody chasing the prospect of finding gold? You got all those reality TV shows. You know what I mean? Imagine if we had a reality TV show of people out there trying to get people to walk the path of Christ and to the Lord. You know what I mean? People out there actually evangelizing and and doing uh, ministry, but it'd be a reality TV show and, and everybody in the world wanted to watch it every week. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Here we are, though, and people, their their love for this money is just no. It is it any different than the golden calf? Is it any different than the idols that were built back in the day? You know what I mean? 
I mean, how do you you yeah. you you do you do you do um, mission you do mission work right here in our in our community, right? What do you see yeah. here between the people that have money, the people that don't have money? Do you see do you see in our community people just falling over each other to help other people? Mm. I don't. No, and 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 that's yeah, I mean, it's interesting that Jesus talks a lot about money and uh, and the Bible talks a lot about it. And and one of the things is a, is a warning to us. Like, yeah, it can be an idol. It can it can cause us to get our heart and mind in the wrong place. Jesus says where your where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. Right. Amen. So he said, invest in eternal things, invest in the things above, because that's where your heart will be. But what you see people doing is is the opposite. Jesus said that people will lay up treasures on earth for themselves. And that's where their heart goes because they're just constantly building up treasure on this earth. And the problem with that, Jesus said, is that it corrupts, uh, it deteriorates. You can't ultimately depend on it because what is wealth ultimately going to bring you? uh, in this, in this life. I mean, the best that you can do in this life is, is live a good full life, but then we all die. So that's why we should invest in what is even more important in the, in the eternal things. And when we give, when, when we're generous with the, the gift that God has given us with the wealth that God has given us, we give that freely to others and we're generous, then God can use that in amazing ways. And we're actually storing up treasure in heaven, mm. which lasts forever. Amen. And so, uh, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Jesus said there was like a man who saw this, uh, this amazing pearl of great price in a field and he, and he sold everything he had because of the value of that pearl. And I think that's what you described in your life, that when you found Jesus, it was, it was like so much more valuable than anything else that you could ever have that you're willing to give up everything mm. for the for the treasure of Jesus himself. Tim, is it a, is it a sin to be rich? I would say no. It's not a sin to be rich because you have people in the Bible that were wealthy, even someone like Abraham who was a great man of faith, but he was wealthy. However, it is a sin to be greedy. And it is a sin to be selfish with the wealth that God has given you. It's also, we have to be very careful about being overly dependent and trusting in our wealth rather than trusting in God. Mm. And that's what we always have to, to check. In other words, if God says to you, are you willing to give this up for me? Our answer should always be yes. Well, when he, <laughs> right. When, right. Well, when the, when the young rich, uh, and the young rich guy ran up to Jesus yeah. and said, what do I have to do, you yeah. know, to, etern to, to inherit right. eternal life? And he said, sell all your goods and follow me. Jesus knew, he knew darn well that that guy's love for money was too, was too strong yeah. to be able to do that. But then, you know, when I read that story, I thought, well, Jesus is, a, he's very, he's very smart. He's very, he's very cunning. He understands things, you know, on a godly level. We don't, right? You know, he didn't tell that guy who to give it to. What if he had decided to give it to every time they walked into a new a new village to give it to the poor people there? What if he decided to do that? What if he decided to you know give give some to the disciples so they could have uh, money to buy food for for everybody when they went there? You know, he never said what you had to do. He just said get rid of you know get rid of it to follow me and get rid of that love for it. 
And the guy didn't, I don't think he understood the love for it was the actual meaning mm. than, than the money. Cause there was a thousand great things he could have done with it. You know what I mean? And he just chose right. not to, he chose not to part with that, that love for it, to hoard it almost like Scrooge McDuck. Remember those, those uh, mm-hmm. ducktail commercials? He had Scrooge McDuck and he would always hoard the money or, or Scrooge the, the Christmas, yeah. the Christmas yeah. story as well. Um, That's right. I want to tell the audience a quick story and then we'll get right back uh, to some discussion here. Uh, I was talking to uh, Tim the other day when we were having lunch and I told him a story about what had happened uh, the weekend before with my daughters. Now, we were going to the store and we saw a person um, hold, uh, at the at the uh, drive, the the, uh, the the not the driveway, but the lane that goes up to Walmart. And there was somebody standing there with a sign that was asking for money. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I see anybody asking for money, uh, to me, it doesn't matter why they're there. It's just they're there and they're freezing outside and they're asking for money, right? And if God touches my heart to help those people, I'm going to help those people regardless of what the possibilities are that they might, whatever they do with that money. And so when we came out, I, I pulled over and I, and I gave some money to the girls and I said, hey, run down there so we're not holding up traffic. Go into the medium and give, that, give this lady this money. Well, when my daughters were down there to give her the money, they also gave the lady two gift cards that they had gotten from Christmas. I think there was like 10 bucks on them or something to Walmart. And they were very excited that they did that. Long story short, the lady that was standing there, she needed oil for heat. And she said, this is enough to get me oil. I'm going to go get it now and I can get out of the cold. It was snowing. It was like 10 degrees. And uh, it was just a great, beautiful thing. And the, and the girls had tears in their eyes and they were so happy. And then my daughter, my, my daughter from my first uh, marriage, went home to her mom and her stepfather. And uh, she was all proud and told them about it. And they were, not very, they were not very happy about it. They said, why would you give your money to somebody like that? You know that they're probably just a drug addict or a scam artist. So when I told this story to somebody else, a friend of mine, they said the same thing. Well, they're probably just scamming out there. And it crushed my daughter's spirits. It crushed her spirits when her other parents told her, they, they, they did not say good job because of the kindness and the compassion. They did not say, well, that was nice of you. They said, why would you do that? You just gave your money to somebody who's probably a drug dealer or a scam artist. And it really sent my daughter down a diff, like a dark place for that weekend. She was so, she was so torn that she did something wrong. Um, now, unfortunately, we have to take a break right now. And I want to pick this discussion up with Tim when we get back from this break because him and I have already talked about this. Uh, and I want to really get down to the, to the root uh, of this conversation, which is why is everybody just going towards the money and not the act of the, of, and the kindness. So we'll be right back with more Live from America to, to further discuss that and more right here on Real America's Voice News right after this. Please stay tuned. Thank you. Hey, War Room Posse, Real America's voice in the War Room's voice just got louder. Look, we're rolling out throughout the country because of this grassroots movement and support that you give us. The fight against the corporate interest, the extreme left, the woke media, the woke corporations, Wall Street is only going to get tougher and more meaningful. You now can see us on your local TV stations. Check out locally where you can get Real America's voice in the War Room. Check it out. Real America's Voice in the War Room coming to a TV station near you. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. 
Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and my pillow, but millions of you out there. Before all this started, I had already written in my memoir, I dedicate this book to anyone that's looking for hope. Well, right now we're all looking for hope. I believe that my story is gonna bring inspiration and hope to everyone. By the time you're done reading my book, you will believe that with God, all things are possible. To thank you all for your support, I'm offering some of my best prices ever on my pillow products, including this exclusive bundle. You get my book and these five my pillows. They all have beautiful scenes and verses from the Bible, such as Isaiah 41:10. Do not fear, for I am with you. This six-pack bundle is regularly $219. Now it's just $99.98 and free shipping with your promo code. Go to mypillow.com and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below. Thank you and God bless. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. Uh, great discussion today with Pastor Tim Frisch. Every time I sit with Pastor Tim Frisch and have discussion, it's great. And I always leave a wiser man. I don't know if I can say the same for him or not, uh, but I definitely leave a wiser man. Thank you, uh, Tim, for joining us today. Let's get right back to that. So before the commercial break, we were talking about my daughters giving a gift card to the lady who was standing out asking for money. We then said what, the, what uh, you know, some others said about that. And it wasn't only her other parents. It was friends of mine, too, that went to the same exact uh, topic, which was, why would you give that money to that person? Now, Tim, you and I have discussed this. And I, and I said, the, last, the very last thing that this story should be focusing on is the money. The money is the most irrelevant portion of this story to me and probably to you as well Tim but yet the world even people that weren't involved in this not parents of the daughter or anything like that other people that I know also said the first thing they said was was probably some drug addict or some scammer but the world goes to the money rather than what the the focus of the story is which is the kindness and the compassion Mm. you know what I mean so We've yeah. talked about this. What do you think? What do you think about that whole scenario? I'd, I'd like the audience to, to to hear it from you, um, as a friend of mine and, and somebody who knows my family. Yeah, well, I agree totally with how God led you to do that. I think you're you're being an example because our our natural tendency is to think of the reasons not to do something <laughs> instead of, uh, but here's what I would want everybody to think about when God reached out in his love, did he think of the reasons not to do it? Or did he think of the reasons to do it? Mm. Was he in any way holding back or was he being totally sacrificial and giving? So when God reached out to you, think about how he could have said, well, if I, am willing to do all of this, that person could just totally misuse what I have done. Mm. Yeah, that's possible, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But one of the things that Jesus said is be perfect, like your father in heaven is perfect. And here's the example he used. Who does God send the sunshine to? 
everybody, everybody, right? Everyone, everybody. He, he's he's showing his kindness to those who will be thankful to him, and he's showing his kindness even to those who are not thankful to him. But here's the other thing: it's the kindness and the patience of God that leads us to repentance. In other words, if if you think back in your life, if God has changed your life, you always can look back and see it's because God was so good to me. I didn't deserve it, Mm. but he was so good to me. He was Mm. so patient and he ultimately brought me to him. And so we have to, we have to look at things from God's perspective Mm. rather than that human perspective, which says, Oh no, if I do something good, probably something bad's going to happen. And, and so we look for reasons not to do it. And so I think God is telling us, look for reasons to give and look past like you said, look past the material things mm. and look to the person. Look to the person in need. Well, yeah, because it, like I said, and, and you and I said it to you, it doesn't. Even if that person did go buy drugs with that money or bought alcohol with that money, our once we gave them that money, once we did what God put on our heart to do, that's it for us. Our part of that story is now over. It doesn't matter what they go and do with that money. Because I tried to tell Shaylin, what if, what if that lady was a drug addict? Do you think she doesn't deserve help? She probably deserves more help than the person who's not a drug addict. What if she was an alcoholic? She probably needs more help than anybody else that's not in that situation. And I tried to tell her, I said, do you think that this lady was standing out there because she's living in a good life? No, Hmm. nobody who's living comfortably at home with their families would stand outside in 10 degree weather and bundle up and 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 stand there knowing that people are judging them and being rude to them if they have a really Christ centered good life. And you don't have to be rich to have a good life. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about a joyful and a happy life. And I said, what if it was that one act of kindness that you did to that lady? What if she was a drug addict but and she had kids? Maybe they were at home. Maybe they were freezing. Maybe they didn't have heating oil. But maybe you, as a 13-year-old girl and your 12-year-old sister walking up there to do that, maybe that was all they needed. Maybe that one act of kindness that you gave to that woman was all they ever needed, and it snapped them out of it. Who knows? Long story short, I think you might agree with me, Tim. I don't think Jesus would walk by somebody laying there asking for help. Do you? No, that's right. No, and we see that over and over in Jesus' life, that when people were in need. And by the way, people grumbled at Jesus too. <laughs> he, he actually reached out to a man named Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus was actually a, a wealthy man, but Zacchaeus was someone that people looked down on because of his occupation and Jesus reached out to him in love and said, I want to spend time with you, Zacchaeus. And people complained about what Jesus was doing. Let me add one other thing to everything you said, which I just loved it. And that is giving is also good for us Mm, because mm -hmm. Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I think all of you know that when you have taken that step to give, you know, it was good for you. You know, in your soul, it felt right. And others will grumble at times or tell you why you shouldn't have done it. But you know in your heart, I did what God wanted me to do. And that's the only opinion that matters, Tim. And, and that's the only yeah. opinion that matters. Right. You know, and but you know, yeah. for for somebody who's a 12-year-old, 13-year-old girl to have somebody they look up to, mother, uncle, mm-hmm. stepfather, 
say to them, well, why did you do that? When they were like, hey, guess what I did? And they say, well, why did you do that? Imagine that crushed feeling. Imagine that confusion for a 13-year-old girl. And in no way am I here to bash on her other portion of her family or anything. I just, it was a situation. It was a situation that I dealt with. And I, and I like to share those situations with people because it's a real situation. You know, um, Tim, these hours go by quickly. We have another commercial break we have to take. When we come back, we'll sign off for the day. We'll have uh, Pastor Tim lead us in a, in a prayer on the way out. Um, but, you know, it, it's not enough. The, it, we could sit here for hours, Tim and I, and do this. And, <laughs> and uh, we wish we could share that with all of you. But we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back right after this. And, Tim, we're, uh, we're not going to play any commercial right now. We're just going to stay live for the uh, audience. Um, you know, when, when uh, yesterday, and I, I just kind of want to go off on this while we have three minutes here. I don't want to waste this three mm-hmm. minutes. I really want to talk about it because it's something you, have, you don't even know. Uh, yesterday, a friend of mine uh, who works here in town, and he works for, uh, uh, well, I won't say who he works for, but anyway, I'm sitting in here yesterday working on a Saturday, somewhere I do not want to be ever, right? I want to spend that time with mm-hmm. my family. Uh, But I had so much to do. I said, hey, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to work for a little bit. So I came up here and I was working. Well, I forgot to lock the front door, you know, and just whatever. And I'm in here working. And all of a sudden I hear the front door open. And it's this friend of mine who I haven't seen in a while. And he comes in. I'm sitting here in my office. You know how this looks. I'm sitting over here working. I said, hello. He kind of peeks his head around the corner. He said, hey. I said, oh, hey. I said, "Uh," you know, and I was kind of, I'm not going to lie to him. I was a little annoyed, right? And I, and I don't know why I was trying to get work done. I didn't want to be away from the family as it is. I got a little annoyed. And, but about five to ten minutes into the conversation, I could see he needed something. He needed something. Um, and as he's talking, I'm kind of looking at him, and I'm kind of narrating in my head. I'm like, you know, and part of me, like the devil part of me is going, oh, I wish he would kind of hurry up. You know, mm-hmm. saying to myself, I wish he would kind of hurry up. I got things to do. But then the, the God side of, you know, if you had a devil and an angel like this, <laughs> the, 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 he's saying, no, listen, there's a re- you have to listen. You have to give him respect. Listen, he's here. Listen, listen, listen. And uh, what I'm going to do is when I sign off on this show for the Real America's Voice audience, I'm going to stay longer because I want to talk about this story with you, and, I, and we're going to come back from break here in a minute. Good. Uh, but I want to stay longer because I want to talk about this story with you and the live audience that's watching. I think it's very important what mm. happened yesterday, and I think it's a very real feeling what I was feeling, and I want to get your take mm. on it. So you know, I just kind of wanted to set you up for that in the audience uh, for when we sign yeah. off and then stay live, okay? So here we go. Welcome back to Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. Look, we've had some great talk with Pastor Tim today. Um, what a great discussion it was. I'm, I'd love to do more. I wish we had three hours uh, here on the network to be able to do this. But you can always go to my social media. You can always go to my getter, jeremyherald.com, and watch things that don't get aired live on Real America's Voice. Um, but, Tim, I'd like to uh, sign off for the day. And if you could, could you lead us uh, and, or take us out, I should say, with a prayer and uh, something for the folks to... Uh, uh, to, to think about for the rest of the night? Yeah, well, what I, what I think in light of everything we've been saying is we should not be ashamed as Christians, even though the culture is telling us to be ashamed. Nothing to be ashamed about. If, if God is on your side, you're, you're on the right side. You're Amen. doing the right thing. And I'm very grateful for what God is doing in Jeremy's life and through Jeremy. And uh, let's just pray now and ask God to use all of us. 
Thank you, Father, for how you work in our lives. And thank you, Lord, that even though people around us will look down on us, will grumble, even when we're doing something good, they may say bad things. But we know, Lord, that you've called us to do what is good, what is right, and that's what we want to do. But Lord, I also pray that you will help us with the pressure of the world to not be ashamed, to do what you've called us to do, and to do it out of your love, and to do it in faith. Lord, we, we live in a time where there's a lot of darkness, a lot of difficulty, but you've told us to trust you. And so, Lord, we just want to give everything to you now, even our possessions. There might be people who heard this today, and they've been a little bit too a little bit too uh, holding on to things. Help them to let go and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with, with my life? What do you want me to do with the things you've given me? We pray, Lord, that you will use each and every one of us for your purpose. Thank you, Lord, so much for this wonderful conversation that we've had today. We pray that you will be honored in everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Couldn't have said it better myself. That's why I had him do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. Uh, thank you. Thank you for joining with us as we put God up on a pedestal for a change uh, here on Live from America. And I'd like to do more of that uh, if, if that's okay with the audience as well. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you, and have a good night. See you. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'm never stop screaming that we first in America. All right. Now we're going to stay here, Tim, <laughs> now that we're done with that. Um, and, and the reason why I recorded that is because I'm going to be leaving on February 10th through the 14th, and I wanted to have some content uh, for, for Real America's Voice News for that evening. Um, but let's, let's, uh, let's get back to the, what happened yesterday. So he comes in, um, and he's standing in the doorway, and I can see that he's either just been crying or he's about ready to cry. Now, this is a guy, he's my age, 43, 44 years old, you know, and, uh, but he's not a, he's not a, he believes in God, but he's not, he's not walking with God. We'll put it that way. But his mother and dad love the show and they're, and they're Christians and, and they're always asking him to, Hey, will you get me one of those God shirts, one of those armor of God shirts? And he swings in once in a while. Uh, but he just started talking about his life and about the problems that are going on in his life. And he's, then he starts saying it's, it's getting really hard and he's starting to like, you know, kind of like. You could see that it's bothering him. It's like it's choking him up, right? And uh, and 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 not to say because because I know he'll see this, and I don't. That's why I don't want to say his name or anything like that. But when I was saying that I was a little annoyed, it wasn't because it was him who was there. I lo I love him. It was just the fact that you know here I am doing some work, and and somebody wants to come in and and talk, and you know I I'd really like to get this work done. But then I quickly realized, whoa, you are doing work. This is work. What you're doing right now, talking to him, that's work. It's not, it's not the work that you were doing. It's far more important than the work you were doing. And I kind of like instantly started repenting while I'm listening to him. I started like instantly repenting and like just feeling so bad that I did not respect what he was here, you know, what I could see, you know, 10 minutes earlier. Uh, and anyway, it turned out to be a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And he was very... He's very sad and he was, you know, he had some tears and, 
And but what happened was Tim was great actually because the what he was saying about what he was going through in life was a life that I walked for 35 years plus. Everything that he was saying, I put myself right there. I closed my eyes. I remembered being right where he is. I remember doing right what he's doing right now. I remembered every little thing that I did was so close to what he was saying. It was like, here's your opportunity right now, Jeremy. Take some stuff that you went through because he was asking, how did you get through it? And you know what I kept doing? I kept holding up the Bible. I kept going this right here. Hold up the Bible. This right here. This is how I got through it. I'm not saying this is, you know, the way you can get through it. I'm hoping it is, but this is how I got through it. And then I got a chance to evangelize and I got a chance to, to um, minister and talk about the word of God and talk about scripture. And by the end of the day, I realized, A, how wrong I was to, to think that right away. B, how, not to rec- how did I not recognize that earlier, sooner? Because I felt really terrible for thinking that way. But then later on that night, he messaged me uh, on Instagram. And me and him aren't a messaging type. We see each other when we see each other, right? And he just said, thank you so much for everything. I needed that. And here I was selfishly, you know what I mean? It's just amazing the, the opportunities that God puts in our path. And I, I re- what I wanted to do is, I, that's the first time I told you that story because it just happened. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get your take on that because so many of us are, 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 are presented opportunities in a day. How many don't we take? How many do we pass <laughs> up? How yeah. many do we ignore? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's such a good, uh, good story. Um, praise God, right? And he uses us even when we're, uh, even when we're not in the right frame of mind. I, I, I think it's an encouragement, though, that God can, like, get us to where he needs us to be, you know, even though a lot of times, like, we're kind of veering off, but God can redirect us, and so I think that's what he did for you right there, and so praise God for that. I'm reminded of Jesus spent that time with the woman uh, of Samaria at the well, yeah. and when the disciples came back, they're like, what's going on? You know, what are you doing? And, and, you know, they were so concerned with the physical things and Jesus said, I already have food. They're like, what do you mean? How do you have food? My food is to do the will of the father who sent me that that's my food. What I'm focused on are the people that God has sent me to work in their lives. And, uh, you know, you, you know, you experienced that God, God, God fulfilled you in a deeper way. Well, somebody By leading you. Somebody in the chat just said, "Jeremy, you thought you forgot to lock your front door, but God <laughs> had a plan." Hallelujah! That's awesome. That's great. Ain't yeah, that something? That is a good insight. Isn't yeah, that yeah, something? Because right. what if I had? I, if I had locked the door, Tim, because I've done it before. I've been in the seat before. Nobody here but me. Studio door shut. Here's somebody knocking out there, got my headphones on, working. I can't be bothered. I'm not going to go out there. But then yesterday it got me thinking, how many times have I said to the people that watch this very show, you hear Jesus knocking on that door every morning when you wake up, answer the door and talk to Jesus. How many, how many times has God been knocking on that door and I've not answered it? So what it did mm-hmm. was, Tim, 
that 10 minutes of thinking, oh, I wish this was a different, I wish this was under different circumstances. I love talking to my friend, but I'm really busy today. It got me thinking, oh, don't be so stupid next time. You hear that, you hear that calling, answer that calling because you never know. And then I started thinking of the, the most extreme. I started thinking, what would have happened had the door not been locked? And let's say it wasn't him. Let's say it was somebody else who was in a worse position and they went and killed themselves. Hmm. And I could have stopped it. I could have been there. I could have been the one that, you know what I mean? Like gave him the Bible, read through some verses, helped him. And I thought to myself, what happens the next time I don't answer that door? What yeah. happens the next time I, you know what I mean? But the, re- the only reason yeah. I do it, Tim, is because of what I do and how dangerous it is in these, these day and age. Because if that wouldn't have been him, say that was... Somebody who believe, who was a crazy person who believed something different than I did politically walked in this area and I look over the room and it boom. You know what I mean? So mm. it's mm. It, it, it's it definitely was an eye opening ex- experience to have that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just think you 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 trust God to lead you. And there are times where, you know, it, he's not telling us to uh, to to put ourselves in harm's way purposely all the time right like it's it's not wrong to be protective on some level uh on the other hand you know if god's leading you to do something make a change in your life maybe take a little bit more risk then yeah we say hey uh, you know if god's leading me to do something like you said i think that's a beautiful analogy like if god's saying open the door open the door right <laughs> you know yeah and that door might look like different things in, for different people yeah, we got to trust God. Yeah. Well, you know what? While we're still here and while we're still talking, let's go to that topic that we didn't get to because we still do have a live audience. And this is something that I've been wanting to talk about. Do you have some more time? Are you free for a little bit? Yeah, longer? sure. Okay. Yeah, if it's the topic, I think you're going to ask me. The audience will probably leave right after we uh, <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> okay, so uh, the topic is women pastors. Um, so. Um, about a year ago, maybe not, maybe about eight months ago, I was asked by somebody on the real America's voice team. Uh, Hey, we got a, we got a big church that's willing to facilitate us to come and do this tour here. And they got a beautiful sound system. They're huge. They got a big, uh, uh, you know, a big, um, following there. And there'd be a lot of people that come there. Um, but it's a woman pastor. And they said to me, how do you feel about that? And me being still somewhat of a new Christian, you know what I mean? I don't know all the ins and outs of everything. I go, well, what year are we living in? 1600? Or I mean, I think we, it's okay if we have a, a woman pastor. That's fine. You know, why are you asking me that? I'm fine with it. I'm not a sexist. And then these people said, well, you know, go to this passage, go to this passage. There's, there's reasons we're asking this. Now, the funny thing about it was, was even a couple of the, uh, of the females that are in, involved in this conversation, in this group, they were of the mindset, no female pastors. So now I'm sitting here com- completely confused and I don't know what's going on. And I, so I start doing some digging I start, I, I, I have to, I, I feel like I'm, everybody's talking a different language and I don't know what they're saying. Mm. So this is why I wanted to have this discussion with you because you have lived your entire life with the words you've grew up, you've grown up with it. You, you, you know, a, a lot more than I do inside and out. Um, so let's talk about this topic. What say, what says Tim Frisch as can a woman be a pastor of a church? 
or can they not be a pastor of a church? Tim, what's your opinion on that? <laughs> yeah, well, well, if it was up to me, I probably would come up with something that, you know, uh, is just like appeasing whatever people want. <laughs> but I, I think what we always want to say is, okay, what does God want, right? What right. does God want? What does God say? And, you know, the, the scripture, I have it open here, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. And I think that instruction is in the context of the church. It doesn't mean that women, for example, can't be teachers. You go to school, we have women teachers. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But in the context of the church life, the instruction and the example that we see in the Bible are male leaders. The other thing I would add to that is that there are roles that God has given us. So are you ever planning to give birth to a child, Jeremy? Uh, no, I'm not. I, I don't, yeah, I didn't I don't think, think so. I, I don't now, think I can even, handle that. Even, even though our culture seems to be confused about this right now, the reality is God has created us with certain roles, certain abilities, and women obviously have the ability to bear children, which is a beautiful God-given role. Um, so we have to remember too that like we in our culture right now are having a hard time with things, but, you know, in terms of like understanding the, the distinctions between men and women and everything, and there's a lot of arguments about that. I, I personally think that when we read God's word, there are roles that God has given men and women. Now, are there cultural differences? Yeah. Um, the way that men act in one culture and the way that women act may be different than other cultures. So it's not like we have to be cookie cutter copies of, for example, this is in the, the, the church of Ephesus. Uh, Tim, Timothy was a pastor of the church of Ephesus. So we don't have to necessarily go back to the culture but we do have to say, what are the eternal principles? Like, what are the principles? And I do think that men being people that are willing to take responsibility is a good thing. We shouldn't, as men, just be saying, hey, yeah, we'll let women do everything. And the idea of men being protectors, the idea of men standing for what is right is a good thing. So I think based on some of those principles and the example I see in scripture, there's a pretty strong case to be made for for men being pastors men being the the kind of the highest authority level in the church so kind of like kind of like i had a ho had a household i had a household kind of scenario not as yeah. uh not, and and i get it the culture we live in today that can be that kind of topic can be construed as being sexist uh yeah and and but here's yeah. the, the first thing that i thought is um i know about fifty thousand women out there that could do better than Five million men, you know, right. at pastoring yeah. a church. Yeah. And, and if somebody's yeah. preaching the word of God, let them preach the word of God. Don't stand in their way. But that's two different things, right? Anybody could preach the mm -hmm. word of God. That's what we're supposed to do. You shouldn't stand in the way of anybody preaching the word of God. But where people, uh, what, what people are talking about in this instance is pastoring a church. And right. that's, a, that's a different story than, because when people say, should women allow, be allowed to, you know, pastor a church, 
all of a sudden you start thinking of everything. Well, should be is he saying women shouldn't be able to preach the word of God? Is he saying women shouldn't be able to do this, that, and the other? Um, and that's what I thought when I first heard that. When they asked me, well, yeah. it's, it's we're going to a church where there's a women pastor. I'm like, great. <laughs> that's awesome. I, you know yeah, what I mean? I would just think, I would encourage people read through the read through the Bible. As you do that, you really get a real sense of of what God means. I do think we can be overly restrictive as as people. Like we can take things further than God even told us to. Like humans have a habit of doing that all the time, right? You know, being stricter than God is. Um, so can women do a lot of things? Yeah, obviously. And like you said, they can, they can do things better than us. A lot run of run circles around me um, all so, day long, you know, that's at, right. at anything that <laughs> so, I do, yeah. you know, but I, but, so, but yeah, again, we, we should, but I think we're walking a fine line here where people are going to get, people are going to get offended by this, but it's not Tim mm -hmm. Frisch saying this. It's not Jeremy Harrell saying this. This is a topic that comes up in life. And there is biblical scripture to go back to. And if there mm -hmm. is biblical scripture to go back to, and it goes against what you feel is right or wrong, well, I would, if there's actual biblical scripture that backs up what you feel is, hey, I don't feel that's right. Well, who are we to, yeah. who are we to argue with the word in the Bible? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, right. it shouldn't be, nobody should take offense to this, but it should be a, a topic that people talk about. But too many, I guarantee you there's people out there that will not touch this with a 10 foot pole. They won't touch sure. this. They won't touch this conversation with a 10 foot pole. Me, I want to learn. I want to learn and I want to know why things are the way they are. And I want you to point me biblically where I can go and find that truth because there's no, I'm not the truth. You're not the truth. This microphone isn't the truth. This studio isn't the truth. This country isn't the truth. God's the truth. You know what I mean? And I can understand why people have a hard time talking about this, but I thought it was a good conversation to have. And um, is yeah. there, so, you know, as we end this conversation, is there any more that you'd like to put into that or um, have you? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, just the, the, the main point that I, I was thinking there was that when you read all of the Bible, you realize, you know, women sometimes in the Bible are doing things that are very, you know, obviously influential. You know, I think of someone like Queen Esther, if you read the mm. book of Esther. Mm. So obviously women do very important things. Read Proverbs 31 and look at the way that that wife is described as an exemplary woman and all the, the, um, <laughs> even the business savvy that she has, right? So women can do, uh, you know, tremendous things. And they have that unique role of obviously being able to bear children. And, uh, you know, so, so we're not trying to in any way, you know, speak down on women. Women have, and women can obviously be very good teachers. Uh, but when it comes to the authority in the church, I think that the biblical teaching there is is telling us that men should take responsibility men should be leaders and just like in the home men men should not you know just hand over everything and say oh yeah yeah i'll just sit back because here while culture. everybody else takes responsibility right right right, yeah. right i get that well i'll tell you this tim and this is just from my own opinion and my own uh thoughts on it is i would walk into a, a, a female pastored church any day and listen to the word and i would love it 
and I would praise God mm-hmm. for it, and I would thank him for mm-hmm. it, and I would bl- ask God to bless her, and I would shake her hand, and I would say thank you to her just like I would anybody else. Um, and I don't think that it's wrong in saying that. Um, uh, but, you know, I do think people, if they want a better answer, don't ask me or Tim. Go and find the answer for yourself and have, ask God for that answer. Or that, ask God that question and let God reveal it to you. Let God reveal those kind of answers to you. These are tough questions as we live in this kind of uh, in this kind of world. These are very, very tough questions. Um, like I said, I didn't even know it was a thing. I'm like, so uh, are they preaching the word of God? Yeah, all right, let's go. You know, so um, yeah. one, one thing that I'm never going to run from is a is a is a conversation that's it's a little touchy. You know, we've had yeah. conversations on here about <laughs> Catholics before and it's been yeah. very 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 touch and go some people get super yeah. um offended by it it should but don't get offended by it have conversation about it because i guarantee yeah. you if it's if this is the first time you've had this conversation it's not the first time it's been talked about that's right it's just not talked about yeah. out in public because people are afraid to talk about this stuff because they're afraid of backlash and people's you know um, uh, getting offended mm-hmm. and i get it but I wanted to have that conversation today. So, you know, I didn't mean I didn't want to put you in a bubble or anything like that or put you on the spot. But I know we talked about this a couple times yeah. and I thought it was good to un- unravel it a little bit. Um, but again, for the world, yeah. for the audience that's watching, you can preach the word of God to me and I'll listen. I don't care if you're uh, an alien. Come down and preach in the Bible. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And we can also remember, also remember that, you know, as Christians, we are called to love and to communicate with one another. And I think that you're demonstrating that, you know, even if Christians read the Bible and come away sometimes with some different convictions, we can still love and pray for each other. And I would definitely encourage people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, study the scripture and say, God, what are you teaching? That that's hopefully what we're all trying to do. Well, and that's what I love about, uh, freedom is being able to discuss this stuff. And some places you're not going to, you're not allowed to discuss this stuff. You know what I mean? And, it's um, it's true. And, Ca- and Canada, you won't be able to allow dis- to discuss anything soon if they keep going the way they're going. So, well, anyway, Tim, well, God bless you, man. Thank you for joining in with me today. I appreciate it as always. And I know that the, uh, the, the audience appreciates it as well. We really love discussion here and, and tackling the hard topics. You awesome. know, there's nothing easy today. Nothing, no topic is going to be easy today. You're going to offend <laughs> somebody somewhere, and that's okay. That's okay. That's why we keep that's talking, right. having discussion. Uh, Tim, you want to tell people where they can find your page? Yeah. Well, uh, you can look me up on YouTube at a fresh perspective, a fresh perspective and i am also on instagram at a fresh perspective so those are good places to find me online and patreon too right you have a patreon page if anybody wants to help your ministry and your 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 mission work yep yeah and if you go to my youtube you'll see on my videos i always put my patreon links in my videos so you can find that pretty easily and you and you do a lot. Most of your whole page is theological discussion, right? Going through verses, breaking them down, talking about different ver- yeah. uh, versions of the Bible and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I cover I cover things that are happening um, from a Christian perspective, uh, but I talk a lot about the Bible. I try to teach things from the Bible. I even look at different Bibles um, so that if someone's looking for a Bible, 
it'll kind of help them to find the Bible that's right for them. And uh, I even do sometimes Bible giveaways. I'm doing one this month. And all you have to do is email me at a fresh perspective at gmail.com. And uh, in the uh, title there, just put uh, February giveaway and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a Bible. There you <laughs> so. go. There you go. And you know what's fun about that stuff is if they can go to your page and they, if they're looking for a certain version, they can go to your page. They can watch videos. They can see you break it down, different versions of the Bible, and then they can make the best informed decision about which Bible to go get. That's a right. lot of people just that's are right. so overwhelmed by what Bible to get. You know what I mean? And that's a, that's exactly. a whole other conversation. So, all right, Tim. Yeah. Well, God bless you, sir. Thank you very much. We'll get lunch again soon, and we'll set up another show to do quite soon. Okay, my friend? Awesome. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thank all you, right. Jeremy. God bless, Tim. See you later, my friend. Bye-bye. Goodbye. All right, guys. That was Pastor Tim Frisch. It's always nice to be able to have him join in. Um, I I chose that topic today for a very specific reason. I chose that topic because I was faced with this um, I was faced with this, uh, with this situation about, uh, pastors and, and women in real life. And I didn't know what to say. I was like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? A woman can't be a pastor of a church or, you know, women pastors, women shouldn't be pastors. I didn't even know anything about it. So I started looking into it and I said, okay, this needs to have discussion because, uh, is, are we reading it wrong? Is there something wrong with this verse? Is there, is, is it, is it taken out of context? You know, and I really challenged the people that actually said it to me because I was like, whoa, whoa. And it was women who were saying it to me. And what I love about Tim is that Tim is not afraid to have those, those discussions. You know what I mean? He's not afraid to have those discussions and we need to have those discussions if our foundation of this show is biblical. If the foundation of this show is biblical, then we have to have those discussions. We have to have the hard discussions and we have to see where the debate goes. But ultimately, there is truth somewhere when you're talking about a biblical conversation, when you're talking theology, there is a truth somewhere. And that truth is no more than two feet from my hands right now. It's the Bible. And we can go into it, and that's what Tim did. He went to that verse in which that was, uh, that was said so that we could actually go and get some context to it and then have discussion about it. I know I've seen in the comment threads that there was a couple people that weren't happy with it. But I would remind you that it's, nobody was making accusations or saying you could or could not do something on this show. This show is merely discussing the topic of this that other people are afraid to touch with a 10-foot pole. And we can't do that. We can't do that if we're actually saying that we're seeking truth. If we're seeking truth, then sometimes we're going to have these hard conversations. It's just the way it is, you know, and uh, I like doing that. I like having those hard conversations. I really do. Um, Victoria, and when you bring up the hard topics, you have to learn to move forward with the times, said Victoria. Well, um, it depends. It depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about going against the word of God to change with the times, then no, that's not the way to go. But if you're talking about, if, if you're talking about, well, this was very, very lightly touched on in the Bible and there's no specific thing that says yes or no, then you have to decide, you know, with conversation with God, what is right and what is wrong. See what I'm saying? The Bible does not change with times. Culture and times, they change, but the Bible stays the same. So it depends, again, on what you're talking about. But I do appreciate the, uh, the, the conversation, Victoria. I think what you're saying, I feel what you're saying because I felt the same way when I heard about this. I said, what are you talking about? Let anybody who wants to preach, preach, period, period. And, and, and 
everybody does have that ability to do that. Everybody does have the right to go out in Times Square or wherever and preach the word of God, man or woman. Um, and so the more I dug into this, the more I started realizing that it was really identifying and targeting the church itself as a, as a, as a, um, as a, uh, you know, the building of church and the community and the, and the, and the community of people that come together in that church. And so there is, it's not as broad as it seems as when people say it, but there is some truth to it. So, you know, we got to go to the Bible. Um, I'm totally in disagreement with this and that's okay. That's okay. I, I, I'm not saying I'm in agreement with it. I'm not saying I'm in agreement with it. We don't have to agree uh, with everything. Uh, we have to question. The great thing about discussion and topic and freedom and, and debate is that you can have discussion about it. Um, what about homosexuality and such? These have changed also. Doesn't make it right. I agree. Uh, Bumble, I'm glad you brought it up. I'll keep my view to myself. I'll just say that the word of God is eternal. His word is the same now and forever and at the beginning. I agree with that as well. I agree with that as well. I, I just want to read some of your comments here while I'm still live. Some male pastors have no business preaching, Miranda says, 100%. And, uh, and, 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 and a lot of male pre preachers, women could do it 10 times better. I, I am on 100% agreement with that. I 100% agree with that. Um, Lauren says, Amen. Victoria, we respect your uh, your views. Kathy says, I, I do. I, I, I not only respect your views, I agree with a lot of what she's saying. Jeremy, can you get Scott Pressler on your show? I've had him on before, before we really took off and did the show. I have had him on lives before with me. Uh, but yeah, I could probably reach out to him and get him on. He's definitely on the list to get on this um, first quarter of this year. I just know he's a busy guy. I wish that the Republican Party would give him a ton of money. And give him a team and go out there and start registering people instead of him doing it on his own like he is. Caterlin says, God is judging pastors right now. He sure is. He sure is. Uh, Victoria says, Pastor Greg, White, Greg Locke's wife is good. Yes, she is. She's very good. Very good. I respect all views, but not when people are nasty to others about it because they don't agree, says Lauren. Yep. Good comment. Some male pastors are not called to preach. But that is not God's fault, says Dale and Deb. I agree with that. Milo the Bean, it's a discussion worth having. Thanks for bringing the topic up. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad we were able to bring it up. I knew if anybody would be able to handle that kind of a discussion, it would be the Live from America audience. Victoria, I respect everyone's views as well. I just don't agree that women were discriminated against in the Bible. Well, Victoria, I would, I would suggest that you don't look at it as uh, discrimination against women in the Bible, but more what Pastor Tim said, and that is everybody has a role. You know what I mean? Um, men shouldn't be doing things either. There's a lot of things that men are doing right now that are are reserved for 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 a woman's role in society, and men are trying to do what women women's role is that God gave them, not the role in that man gave them, the role that God gave them. God gave us each role. That's why He made men and women. You know what I mean? So I just wouldn't look at it more of a um, a discrimination against women, but more of this is a man's job, this is a woman's job, because I made them better at doing this and other. Now, there are things in the Bible that, that, that are more discriminatory against women outside of that. I get that 100%. But I would just, if I had to suggest anything, it would be to stop thinking the way we're trained to think and that, that, that that's discrimination, more of a role for a person. That's the, that's the best thing I could say about that.
The homosexual conversation is so confusing, says Kathy. It is. It is. Jeremy, get Hannah Salisbury with Bibles in schools on the show. Hannah Salisbury. Let me write that down. Hannah Salisbury. Hold on. Okay. Uh, Some women weren't out. uh, Women aren't cut out to have or can't have babies. So why should they not take another role? Oh, there's plenty of roles. There's plenty of roles. You can take another role. You can. That's why. That's the great thing about free uh, free will and choice. Again, you guys got to understand that conversations like this are very difficult because of culture and time. You know what I mean? We need to, if, if you're going to have, if you're really seeking the truth, the hardest thing to do is to get rid of everything that you know, right? The hardest thing to do is to get rid of everything that you know that you, gr- that you were brought up in in every way that you were taught and just strip it down and go to the Bible. That's the most incredibly hard thing to do. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate that. Um, Mary was honored above anyone in history. If you think about it, God was so impressed with her that he trusted her to carry himself in the womb. And there you go right there. There is a woman being put on the highest pedestal right there. And that's not the only and first time that happened in history. There's plenty and plenty of times that that has happened. You know what I mean? I guarantee you if that happened today, some, uh, some man that wants to be a woman, some transgender would be like, that's that's racist. That's bigoted. I should be able to carry that baby. <laughs> then why is a woman preaching such an issue? Again, I don't have the answer to that. The answer's in the Bible, Victoria, and you should definitely go there for that answer. Um, Victoria, I'm totally enjoying this conversation with you, Jeremy, and I was never brought up with the Bible at all in my life. Well, see, that's that, and that is why we're having this conversation because there's a biblical aspect to it that's actually more relevant than everything else that we're talking about. And that's why I love that we're having such a hard discussion. Thank you, Victoria, for being here to do that. That's, that's great that you were, God's putting you here for today for that reason, to be able to have that discussion with us. Um, it's not women preaching per se, but being a pastor, BJ Hines said. I, exactly. Exactly. You shouldn't take offense to, I shouldn't say you shouldn't. God did not make it for you to take offense to something like that. But look at it as more of like, okay, I have a role. I have my own roles to do. Those are that, that was that person's roles. Let me do my roles. Again, I don't have all the answers. I don't. I just like to have discussion. Um, women can teach their, hand, their hearts out all they want. They also teach children, which are so precious to God. Yes, you're right, Caterlin. C. Taylor says, Jesus chose a woman to be the first to see him after his resurrection. There's another great point. What a beautiful, beautiful point. And this is why we have these discussions, so that we can all chime in like this. Rockin' Robin says, this is another awesome show, like the, like the interaction. That's why I want to do these every other Sunday. When I'm off on Friday nights, I want to do these from now on. Um... Victoria has me thinking, says Kathy. Exactly, exactly. And there's an answer out there. And there is an answer out there, and it's in the Bible. So make sure that that's where you're going for their, your answers, not to men or women. Miranda, Vicky, I'm so proud of you for bringing all of this up. There are many in the same boat. This is a very good discussion. Woo, I love life from America, don't you? I love being able to do this and not hating each other and blocking each other because, oh, you think, oh, you think differently than me. Ugh. 
Hey, guys. Hey, you know what? I've had a blast with you today. I've been with you for an hour and a half. I love every single one of you. I love the conversation and the discussion. Let's do more of this, especially since there's less people than six, seven, eight thousand in here trying to have discussion. Uh, make sure you guys share the video. Get it out there to folks. It's very important that this kind of discussion goes around. Um, and you know what else? To Victoria, here's another thing that you should know. If you, since you didn't grow up with the Bible, neither did I. But I'm going. I've been head first into it for quite a while now. Here's another. Here's another thing for you to think about. God changes his mind a lot. God says, okay, this time, this is the thing that needs to happen. Thousands of years in the future, it needs to be this way. Thousands of years in the future, it needs to be this way. Remember when we all, when incest was a thing because we had to populate the earth, but then it got to a point where we didn't have to do that anymore? Remember when we weren't supposed to eat meat, but then it came to the times where we kind of, you know, it was okay to eat meat, but certain meat? God does change things, but you got to understand something too. And this is for Victoria, Miranda, and everybody. We are nothing more than babies. We are nothing more than babies going through life. We're children, we're adults, and then we get into heaven. But this is a stage of our life when we're just barely starting to figure it out. Well, God does the same thing with humanity over time. We're not ready for certain things in certain uh, centuries. You know what I mean? As a, as a whole, certain centuries, we're not ready for things. So this is the way things are done. And then there's another century. And maybe now we're ready for certain things. So this is the way God instructs us to do it. The answers are all in there. And they're timeless. They're timeless. You know what I mean? See you all Monday. I thought of a rosary was, uh, was a necklace. Grew up with no religion, no religion. Same with me. I didn't grow up with any religion either. Thanks for the show. L. Dooley says, hey. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, guys. I'm going to go. Let's end this with a prayer, okay? I'm going to get back home. Of course, I love you all. It's been nice being here. Okay, here we go. Lord in heaven, we thank you for bringing this discussion, these discussions to the table today, Lord. We thank you for bringing those who are here today together. We know that we are all here for a reason, and that reason was to have these discussions about these topics today, Lord. Lord, may your name and your way be exalted above all names and above all ways of men. Your ways and your truth are the only ways and the only truth. Lord, guide each one of us individually to your word, to where we need to be in your word at that time in our lives. Lord, please guide us there. Hold our hand and walk, it, walk us through it like we are babies, Lord, because we do not know the things in which you want us to know, but we desperately want to lord thank you for this time together today lord thank you for this blessing today and lord thank you for putting breath in our lungs and thank you for giving us courage to have such a difficult conversation we pray all of this in jesus name and give all glory to you amen amen guys well hey i love you i'm ready to go i hope you have a great rest of your sunday um this will be one of the shows that replays when I'm gone on vacation. So maybe you can watch it again with the, with the entire audience and tell them, I know what happens next. <laughs> I know what happens next. Ooh, this is what he's going to say next. Anyway, guys, God bless you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but it's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America, the political part of it. See you later. God bless.